At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Hello, it's 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, May 21st. Oh, God. May 21st, 2014. And you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Washer. And just to quickly explain what the fuck Boy Crazy Radio is, well, in a nutshell, thank you for asking, uh, Boy Crazy Radio is uh, a call-in advice show. Kind of like Loveline, but cooler. Kind of like Loveline, but more street. Kind of like Loveline, but not at all. With me instead of Dr. Drew and whoever his sidekick is nowadays. Anyway, Boy Crazy Radio, more importantly, is for anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you. Yes, you. You, you fucking freak in the corner with no friends. Jesus Christ, you belong somewhere now. Rejoice. This is going to be amazing. This might not be amazing, but it could be amazing. Let's get started. You guys, just to make sure you know how safe you are here at Boy Crazy Radio. Just so you know that this should be considered your new home away from home. If any of the following descriptions sound familiar to you, if any of them sound a little bit like you, then know for sure Boy Crazy Radio is completely, totally for sure, maybe, I hope, definitely, kind of, sort of, your new home away from home. All right, you guys, are any of you out there perhaps Sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, uh, stuck in a horrible relationship that's totally codependent that you can't seem to weasel your way out of because you're really comfortable even though you're miserable? Are you a cutter, a shit talker? Uh, Maybe you're a total high school nerd uh, with no friends who grips the straps of your backpack, your Jansport, ranky-dank, piece of shit, disgusting, smelly backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands way too tight. Is that you? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom just binge eating pizza or, or, or salami covered in mustard and just picking at your face because you think no one can see you? We can see you. And even if we can't see you now, we're all going to fucking see the sores in your face later. So cut us the fuck out. Nobody's going to love you if you're all pockmarked and disheveled and a crater face and disgusting. Okay? We'll talk about that too. That was a little harsh. But I'm just telling you, cut it out. Uh, are any of you out there looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or maybe just hoping to feel a little bit less alone, like you belong somewhere? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that stupid thing you did at that party last weekend? Me too. Are all of your friends assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Yeah, wake up, kid. It's called the real world, all right? It never stops. You think it's just in middle school or high school? No. It will happen for the rest of your life. I don't know what it's like to be like one of the golden girls or that old or whatever, but it, it, judging from that show, it still seems like it's like that. You can't trust anybody. Let's talk about it. Parts of breaking left and right. You can't trust anyone. Uh, you put yourself out there. You make yourself vulnerable. And then you get stabbed in the back by people you think you can trust. We'll talk about it. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your text messages that you've texted without a response? This is totally lame, and I wish you wouldn't do that. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your Facebook posts, all of your retweets, all of your Instagram likes? Huh. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. How much more do I have to explain this to you? Why do I keep having to explain what the show is? Just for the love of God, let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, that is my full name, all right, the gloves are off. The mask is thrown to the wayside. All right? There are no more secrets now. Let me 
be the shoulder that you cry on. I don't know why I have all this energy. I don't know why I'm putting forth the time. I don't know why I want to be here, but I do know that I do want to be here. I think it's because I'm an only child. I didn't have enough friends. I overanalyze everything. I give really good advice because my mom used to and still thinks, thinks, you know, she thinks she does. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the bottom line is all I want to do, all that I want to do is be the big sister that you never knew you needed or wanted. And maybe on a side note, maybe I could even be like that cool big sister of yours that your friends who aren't related to me like, you know, they've met, maybe maybe your friends can, like, you know, go home and, like, jerk off to the thought of me because they think I'm really cool. You know, I just want to be that cool big sister that helps everyone. You know, I want to leave everybody uh, happier in my wake. All right. Anyway, pick up your fucking smartphone, call in, let me know what your problem is. The telephone number is 646-378-0649. Once again, the telephone number is area code 646 646- Three seven eight zero six four nine. If you like the show, if you do like this show, and you are out there and you are listening, but you're too shy to call in, or you're just too shy to tell me what you're thinking, whether it's a comment or a thought or a feeling or some kind of interesting nuance within the depths of your soul that you just want to articulate, but you're totally terrified and shaking and scared, or you think it's dumb that the people will judge you or you'll be recognized. Nobody's listening. Okay. Nobody's listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I mean, some people are. I do have some analytics that tell me how many people listen, but I do know that people do listen. That's why it's crazy when sometimes I'll have a show and I'll know that lots of people listen, but nobody calls in. What's that all about? I can't believe it. That's insane. Because here's how it makes me feel. Unwanted, unloved, makes me feel... (laughs) That's not true. Um, It used to. It used to. I've been doing this for four years. I know it seems like four weeks but I've been doing this for like maybe four or five years. Where the fuck does the time go? Isn't it odd that it's May 21st, 2014? And to me, it feels like it was was just New Year's Eve. I'm still remembering the fight I got into with the guy I was dating on New Year's Eve. And now it's like May. Have I accomplished anything from then to now? I have. I have. Not enough. Because I've put all these, uh, put all these goals on myself. I put up, I put, I, 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 I weave a web for myself. I, 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 I make all these goals for myself, and if I don't fulfill them, I feel like failure, but nobody else cares about my goals. These are these weird goals I put up for myself. Anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, I like knowing you're out there, but the only way I can know that you're out there is if you call in. So pick up that smartphone, maybe a landline. I don't know what you have. Uh, and dial 646 378 0649, and if you really are too much of a puss to call in, you can always tweet me your questions or leave a comment on my Instagram, uh, and both of those handles, or whatever the fuck you call them, um, I'm cursing a lot already, I apologize, both of that uh, info for my Instagram and my Twitter is at I'm boy crazy. The letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A Z Y. The letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A Z Y. Anyway, yeah, you can tweet me your questions, thoughts, or comments, or whatever. Um, and then also something I've been I I, have, I had forgotten to do um, for a while. I would tell people to email me their questions if they couldn't call in to the live show. And then I would just never read their letters. I would never read their emails on the, on the actual show. And now I realize that it's actually fun 
to read the letters during the show. Um, so, yeah, you can always email me your, your question, too, uh, to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. And uh, subject, big sis. Yes, there you go. There you have it. You're here to hear first, you guys. Ugh. All right, I'm going to tell you about my week or a few things I've noticed, thoughts and feelings I've had. Um, I think I'm on the verge of being single again. I'm a horrible girlfriend. I give really good advice, I promise. And I can definitely uh, pinpoint what I do in, in whatever relationship I happen to be in at the moment. I can definitely point out uh, what I do wrong. And uh, I'm a nightmare to date. I'm just going to say that. So if I'm on the precipice of being single, I'm just letting uh, guys out there know that. And, um, and, and also acknowledging it for the guy that I'm dating so he knows that I know. Anyway, I'm a nightmare to date. I love fighting. I start fights very easily. Arguments, I mean, about little things. Or I will take a small thing, get really sensitive about it, blow it up, and just make it a nightmare and make it really dramatic. I'm a dramatic girl. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a dramatic girl. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully I'm still dating someone. I don't know. I'll find out later. I'll find out tomorrow maybe. Who knows? Anyway, that's actually not true. We're fine. We're, we're fine. Oh, God. I don't even know what the problem is. I, I wish I could explain what, what, what my issue is and what I've done this time, but I can't even figure it out. I'm, I'm confused by me. I've confused myself. Um, yeah, I'm exhausting. Anyway, so I'm living my life. I'm having my period um, at, the, at the moment, and um, I'm very moody. I'm breaking out a bit. So I've got pimples on my forehead that my bangs are covering, but it doesn't even matter that my bangs are covering them because I'm aware of my pimples. So I'm a white girl in Los Angeles with no real problems at Whole Foods earlier with pimples under my bangs. Um, I mean, I guess life is pretty great, so what am I complaining about? I'm just saying it's all relative. So uh, this is just tiny little anecdotes from earlier in the day. I was starving. I was acting like a fucking cunty monster to, uh, you know, most people, mainly the guy that I'm dating. And I was starving. I was moody. And when I'm moody, I have no appetite. So I thought, fuck, I better do everybody around me a favor. I better go get something to eat immediately. Nothing looks good to me. I have no appetite. I'm going to get pizza. I'm going to go get pizza at Whole Foods. It's cheap. It's easy. Uh, it's the only thing I can fathom uh, eating that doesn't make me want to vomit. I need to eat something. So I go there. Oh, my God. And, and I can't. And the, and the lady who is manning the pizza area, which is the same area where they make you sandwiches, these are all, you know, white girl non-issues. Actually, uh, a hip, cool, casual black girl or Asian girl or Latino, Latina girl, they all have these problems, too. So how dare you be so racist and tell me that these are fucking white girl problems? How fucking dare you? Anyway, so I go to get my... Uh, my pepperoni pizza because I'm not vegan and um, and then the lady comes up to me there's like I'm like hoping it's going to be somebody who whose hands I think are the cleanest because I have this like phobia of like I just feel like every place is filthy like if I make my own food I get to witness the filth that goes into it like you know if I like put my finger in something or if I'm tasting something or you know my pa- I don't know Everything is fucking filthy. When you go to a restaurant, you don't even know how filthy it gets. You have no, oh, my God, my cat has fallen asleep. I have a cat. 
And the kitty is at Boy Crazy Studio headquarters, a.k.a. my apartment, where I'm broadcasting from right now. And my cat's fallen asleep. I knew I shouldn't have gotten the cat. God damn it. And my cat isn't even entertained by me. This is all for naught. Anyway, okay. So I go to get my pizza. I have a phobia of, like, filth. I'm thinking, you know, I, I can't even, I can't go to the salad bar at Whole Foods anymore. Because these salad bars, bars in general are just, like, filth central. Just who knows what's happening. And I, I don't know. Everybody's touching everything. Everybody's touching the ladles and the prongs or the tongs, whatever they're called. And then, like, then they set the tongs on the food, and then the tongs touch the food, and then there's more filth, you know. And then, I hope this doesn't sound horrible, but if if there's, like, a guy or a girl or anybody with dreadlocks getting salad at the salad bar, I can't do it. I won't do it. I'm totally scared of dreadlocks. I don't like dreadlocks. I don't think I'm alone in that. I've, I've only just started liking Bob Marley and and, uh, and reggae or whatever but I will never be able to get behind dreadlocks. I do have an application on my phone where I can add dreadlocks to photos. So I like to add dreadlocks to pictures of me and my friends, but that's just because it's crazy. Um, anyway, so I go to get my slice of pizza, and the lady, like, there's, like, the clean-handed, I mean, she's probably, the, the person I think is clean is probably the most filthy of the filthy monsters ever. Whereas the lady who did approach me is probably the cleanest, but I totally judged her. I took one look at her and I freaked the fuck out. She had a herpes cold sore on one lip. I swear to God, I kid you not. And then she had like dark blue like dots all over her lips. And I couldn't tell if like that was from where she had piercings or something. And maybe she had taken the piercings out and then they closed up and then there were like purpley dots on her lips. She had tattoos everywhere, which is fine. It's not even dirty. I don't mind. I don't care about tattoos. But she had these, like, the, the, the cold sore and the things all over her lips. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And then she didn't have gloves on. And I thought, okay. And she went to go get a glove. And she put her gloves on. And then she scratched her neck and her hair, like, under the crust near her hair, like, with her gloves on. And I, like, freaked out. And I just walked out of there. And I, I, uh, I came back later when a different lady, who was probably more filthy, came back to help me. Anyway, these are all non-issues. I ate the two pieces of pizza, and here we are. Anyway, I'm going to get to the first phone call. I've got other things to talk to you about, other things to say and challenge you with, uh, but first I'm going to get to a phone call because that is what tonight is all about, and I only ramble to fill time until I get a phone call. That's not entirely true, but it's pretty true. All right, area code 805. Hey, I'd like to see you. Hello, it's your name. How old are you and where are you calling from? I'm Hannah. I'm calling from Santa Barbara, and I'm 19, as of yesterday. Nice. Oh, happy birthday, Santa Barbara. This is great. What did you do? Thanks. Um, went out with some friends in L.A. It was nice. Had some fun. All right. You sound like you're you're still partying. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> um, <laughs> struggling wait, did today. you drink alcohol or no? Yeah, just a little. Okay. By a little, I mean a little, a little too much. It's okay. A little too much. It's worth it. Well, as long as you didn't drive and you're still alive today and you didn't kill anybody or punch anybody in the face or, you know, <laughs> be too rude. Exactly. Survived. No, it's all good. Well, what's happening? Okay. This is not that big of a problem, Jen. I kind of have a style question. 
Is that okay? Oh, God, yes, please. Everybody call in. I just want people to call in. Like, my God, I'm fucking rambling about whole food slices of pizza. I'm just, I would love your question. <laughs> yes, it's happening. Okay, great. I love your rambling stuff. But anyways, um, okay, so I'm interning in the summer at a record label, and I have no idea what to wear. I don't know, like, what's acceptable, what I should, yeah, I don't know. Is that, that's it? That's the question? Because I have answers. Yeah, I need I need an answer. Okay. For one thing, I would say definitely closed-toed shoes, all right? No open-toed shoes. Like, no – don't just start walking in in sandals and stuff. Like, even if they're fashion-y sandals, like, okay. you know, I would say wear flats, closed-toed mm-hmm. shoes, dark denim, perhaps dark denim, high-water jeans and black or dark denim or whatever, or just, like, just pants, high-water, long pants. Converse, high top Converse, uh, a button down shirt, a cashmere sweater, um, just like, God, yeah. I mean, I would say like, don't wear anything too provocative. We don't want your pussy hanging out for sure. I'm sorry, I don't mean it to be so Yeah, no short short stuff, no tank tops. I don't want to see your bra. Like, just like, don't call attention to yourself. Like, to, uh, at least in a provocative way. I would say like. Yeah, plaid, polka dots, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, maybe a V-neck, but you don't want your boobs too fully exposed. Um, if you're gonna okay. wear a shirt, maybe if you want to be sexy, you could wear a black bra underneath a white T-shirt. But maybe just you know, maybe just don't do that. Just like try to get <laughs> recognition for what you do and how diligent you are and how smart you are and how fast you get things done and everything and how reliable you are, as opposed to like mm-hmm. your tits, your puss, or your your feet. And hanging out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll plan on not doing that, but yeah, perfect. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're, you know what? I think you should look at even if you if you can't afford these things since you're interning, and which means you're not making any money, but whatever. Like, you know, I don't want you to yeah. spend any, any money. But I would say look at these t- these two websites. Go to J Crew and go to Everlane. Okay. Everlane. It's like Everlane. E V E Ever like forever, forever and ever and ever. So ever and then lane, like follow the yellow brick lane. Oh, I've never heard of this road. Yeah, it's called ever lane. Yeah, it's super great. And they have a lot of like, you know, they're kind of expensive. I'm not saying you need to buy stuff in there. You can go to Forever 21 and copy whatever they do. But it's like J. Crew and Everlane are like highbrow um, and youthful. It's kind of like preppy, chic, like silk button-down shirts and cashmere sweaters and just just like in look, uh, yeah, you, maybe wear, if you want to, wear red lipstick or something, or if you want to have, like, a splash of something that makes you feel like you got it together. But cover up okay. and don't embarrass yourself. Okay, I'm excited. This is great. Congratulations. Thank What's you. <laughs> you don't have to say. Uh, Sony. Oh, this is so great. Congratulations and happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Um, I'll tell you why I met it. Why I'm mad at my boyfriend if if you call in. Anyway, Eric Good six four six three seven eight zero six four nine is the number. Let me just say I love Loveline. I mean that's what this why I do this show because like as a kid I would call into Loveline when I was younger and I would like listen and I would you know, I would be so nervous and I wouldn't even have a problem. But I would call the number just to see if it would ring and then I'd pray that I would get through and then I'd either make it the problem but or, you know, I would have a problem, but usually I would just make up a problem or, or I'd ask Dr. Drew something. So, 
and I also love the movie Pump Up, Pump Up the Volume, which is like with Christian, Christian Slater. It's from like the 90s or the 80s. I don't know when it's from or whatever. And it's this like sexy movie with Christian Slater and I think Samantha Mathis or whatever. And he has this like cult alternative radio station underground thing that all the kids tune into. And Christian Slater is like the voice of the, you know, the, the kids. And he says what everybody's too scared to say and he means business and whatever. So I love, and he's like, fucking badass and cool and whatever. So I love that movie, and I love Loveline. And I have my website, I'm boycrazy.com, where I talk about my sex life and period stuff and embarrassing situations I've gotten myself into and horrible predicaments I've found myself in with, like, you know, having sex with more than one person in a day and getting condoms lodged in me and having a guy pull a tampon out of my vagina with his teeth when I was, like, 18 years old and then he goes down on me right after. And I just like to... I love uh, oversharing, clearly. And I, that's what I write about on my website. And I write these, like, top ten lists of, of you know, things that are ridiculous that I don't even mean and things that I really do mean. Like, these these are top ten lists called The Blind Leaving the Blind where I I tell people how to live their life. Usually I'm just talking to myself or I'm talking about really, really personal things that I'm dealing with that particular week or things that I've noticed and observations I made. Anyway... So you got the advice and love stuff from my website meets my love of this uh, pump up the volume movie about renegade radio station, Christian Slater, badass dude. And so, of course, I'm also going to love Loveline. And even though I'm a grown-up kind of, sort of, even though I don't think I'm a grown-up, I am a grown-up, I'm no longer a teenager, I still listen to Loveline. Like, I will listen to Loveline, maybe, tonight at like 10 o'clock because it's on every night at 10 to 10 o'clock and I will call in and I still get really nervous just as nervous as people have gotten you know have been when they call into boy crazy radio sometimes I can totally relate to people being nervous even though there's no need to be nervous because I have gotten so nervous calling into like Loveline you know even though Loveline is on K-Rock and it's nationally syndicated and other people all over are listening so it is kind of scary and you don't want your friends to hear and blah 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 but, yeah, it's a scary thing. So I called in last week, and I used a fake name. My fake name was Celine. It's usually Chloe or Zoe, but my middle name is Celine, so I use my middle name. And let me just fucking say, it was such a bummer. I, I got through. I waited for, like, half an hour while the drummer of the Black Keys or something was being interviewed or something. He had called in from some other place. And I had a legitimate question. I had a legitimate question about something I've been dealing with that I've thought a ton about. I've asked my therapist about it, and I'll tell you what it is in a moment. Um, and I waited and I waited, and, the, and I got through, and it was mainly for Dr. Drew. Because his sidekick dude, you know, he's, the, the sidekick dude is not a, not a doctor. He's, a, you know, he's funny and he's handsome, but, you know, he's, he's a bit of a misogynist, and I'm not sure if Dr. Drew is. But he may be, but who isn't, I guess. Um, I wonder if the guy I'm dating is a misogynist and he doesn't even realize, and I'm not even realizing because he's so soft-spoken. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. Mysteries are being uncovered left and right on Boy Crazy Radio. God, I'm just, I'm just going to get angrier at my boyfriend right now. I can't believe it. I thought I'd be venting during Boy Crazy Radio. Instead, I'm just going to get more wound up. I'm totally going to unfollow him and block him on Instagram after the show. For no reason. Anyway, which is something I like to do. Because I'm a fucking lunatic girlfriend. Anyway. Um, oh, God, you guys. Whew. All right. 
So my question to Dr. Drew on Loveline last week was this. And please call in and give me your advice. And I'm not just saying that because so, I'm desperate for people to call in because that's not the case. I, I mean, I'd love for you to, but this is not why I'm asking you to call in and uh, give me your opinion. I legitimately would like to know what your thoughts are on this. And here it is. I have a friend who's, who used to be on antidepressants. He used to be on a few different types of antidepressants. He had tried a bunch. One was called Effexor. Now, he got off of Effexor, and when it and when you're getting off antidepressants, I don't know if any of you guys out there have experienced antidepressants firsthand if you've been on them, but when you get off antidepressants, each one has a very specific way you're supposed to get off of them. Some, some of them you can just get off of them right away. Cold turkey, just stop taking them. Others, you have to trickle off, like you have to start taking a lower, lower and lower and lower dose. You can't just automatically get off of it because you'll, you'll crash your brain will just fucking implode and crash and get all crazy and weird. Um, and you'll have like a meltdown. It'll be like, it'll be like somebody pulled the plug in your TV and it'll just go like, ah, whatever. Anyway, and you'll drive off the side of a road, which is exactly what happened to my friend. So my friend was on all these antidepressants and then the final one that he tried, because nothing was really working and they all had horrible side effects. One, you know, caused him to not be able to have sex. And then the other one, he was just manic. And the other one, he was it just, every different type of horrible side effect he had from either all of them or some of them. Anyway, so he goes on a sex tour, and that just is not working for him. He can't, he has no sex drive, he's manic, and all the other things I said that were terrible side effects. I think he got suicidal. It was just not working. It was not keeping him from being depressed. It was fucking horrible. But he went off of it the wrong way. He went off of it cold turkey. And you're supposed to um, slowly but surely get off of the sex or. So basically he was driving and he like drove off the side of a road and he had to get checked into a mental institution and, and all this stuff. And, uh, and now he, he never went back on antidepressants, but he started seeing a therapist and he started smoking pot. And I don't smoke pot, so I'm not like trying to start a campaign for pot smoking, but this was this long question I was trying to answer, to, to get across on, when I was calling to Love Life. Um, he started smoking pot, and he rolled spliffs. And spliffs, which they kept pronouncing spliffs on, on Love Line, which is really funny because you call into Love Line, you think they're going to know everything and answer your questions, and then they're like your dorky, like they're your dorky parents or something, and, and you're like, yeah, he rolled spliffs. He smokes a lot of pot, but he mixes the tobacco in with, with um, he mixes in tobacco with with uh, with pot, and rolls rolls spliffs. So that's what a spliff is. Um, and they're like, oh, he rolls sleeves. And I was like, oh, God, no, Grandma. Okay, dude. No, never mind. I can't relate. Okay. So he rolls spliffs, and he smokes like he smokes some like cigarettes throughout the day. And I think he's like now addicted to the ritual of you know. Uh, of, of making these cigarettes, you know, he doesn't roll straight straight up joints. He rolls like a little bit of pot mixed in with tobacco, and it's very European and whatever. And he, you know, he rolls these little, you know, pot cigarettes for himself. And he smokes them throughout the day. He's not fucking doing bong rips all day, even though he does own a bong at his house. But that's, you know, he says that's for guests. Anyway, um, what a guy. So he does smoke a lot of fucking pot. 
but he can he has an appetite, he has a sex drive, he's not manic, he's responsible, he's for the most part happy, I suppose. He's never been a particularly happy guy, which is why he went on antidepressants to begin with. And I knew him when he was a teenager. And he was really bizarre then, I mean at least to me. And now he's just bizarre but, you know, not suicidal. Um and you know, pretty good. So my question is, why is it socially acceptable to be on a pill, a pharmaceutical? And why is it okay and socially acceptable to be on antidepressants? But if you smoke pot as your tool, as your coping mechanism, as your antidepressant, why is that not okay? So I barely, I mean, that was a very long-winded version of the story. I tried to relay to Dr. Drew and his sidekick. And not only did they, like, cut me off, the sidekick cut me off. He made a joke. Because I was trying, and then, like, Dr. Drew kind of understood me. Neither one agreed. Like, and they didn't get all the, they did not get all the pertinent information. So I was trying to tell them that, that, you know, my friend's therapist says, you know, this is working for you keep smoking pot, like, you're fine. Because the dude owns a house, he's responsible, listens, remembers things, notices stuff, is very thoughtful, you know, has animals that he takes care of and cares about, like, he's just personal and thoughtful. It's just, you know, he's just better than a lot of guys I've, and people I've met that, that, that you know, don't are not antidepressants and, and also don't smoke pot. Anyway, so that's my question. I just think it's bizarre. I'm a little bit confused because part of me, at the beginning of, uh, you know, when I when I realized my friend smoked all this pot, I was like, oh, my God, I have to be concerned. I have to be concerned. My friend smokes all this pot. This is fucked up. Like, he's an addict. Like, that was my initial response. And I, and like, and I thought, I have to be concerned. He's addicted to something. I can't relate because I'm not addicted to anything. I don't smoke cigarettes. I drink occasionally. Um, although I will say, me at my worst when I drink and have too much to drink and get crazy is so much worse than I've ever seen this dude when he's stoned. Stony people are real mellow and nice is what I've noticed. And then when you're fucking, because that's what I was trying to compare the two. Like, well, if I was drinking as much alcohol as that, as he was smoking pot, that'd be, that wouldn't be okay, right? And it wouldn't be okay, but also the difference between pot and alcohol, the difference, you know, the different effect it has. I mean, it's just so different. Anyway, so anyway, so I was, so I thought, oh, God, I have to be concerned. My friend, he's out of control. He's, he's, why does he need this crutch? Why does he need something? What is the core problem that he's not looking at? Why does he need something to self-medicate with? This bothers me. He should be concerned. He should get to the root of the problem. What is the actual problem that means he, that, that requires him to self-medicate? So then, um, you know, the sidekick on the line is like, wait, you thought you had to have a problem with your friend? That's, you know, why did you think you had a problem? Anyway, he just didn't understand what I was talking about. And um, Dr. Drew did for a moment. He was like, well, yeah, she, she can't relate to him needing something. And then the sidekick said, well, I'm on antidepressants. Because life is fucked and you do need help. People do need help because life is fucked and horrible. But antidepressants are regulated. 
and nobody knows the long-term effects of, like, of marijuana. And that's kind of like what Dr. Drew said, too, that antidepressants are regulated, but nobody knows the effects of long, long-term marijuana use. Um, but then I'm thinking, nobody really knows what the long-term effects of antidepressants are. And also, a lot of the, the side effects that are that pop up right away that you hear on these ads on television where it's like, side effects might be splitting your wrist, killing your friend, murdering a neighbor, uh, you know, no loss of appetite, no sex drive, blah, blah, all these, like, whatever, double vision, blah, blah hematoma, whatever. Like, I just, I mean, anyway, and Dr. Drew just said that that long-term effect, the effects of pot smoking is like, you know, it means it's something along the lines of it will stop working and then the core problem will pop up again, which makes sense. And that, you know, but in something about long-term effects of pot smoking uh, is bad. I can't remember. I've got to go to some website and check it out. But then I talked about it with my therapist, and I also talked about it with this shop girl that I met who seemed very sweet at this very hip, cool store uh, in Silver Lake, and she's studying uh, clinical psychology. And I said to her, listen, I'm getting on my friend's case all the time. I'll tell you what my therapist actually said also. My therapist said, my therapist agrees with me and says perhaps because we don't know the long-term effect of pot or antidepressants, perhaps your friend, perhaps your friend has actually found a solution for himself. And that's why I just wonder. I struggle. Like, first of all, the pharmaceutical companies pay pay for like, you know, they don't want anybody using anything else or finding a different solution. And uh, I just thought it was interesting, though. And I had to call myself out on the fact that, yeah, at first, I mean, maybe a year ago when I was really down on my friend for smoking smoking pot, even though he got all the shit done and was very thoughtful and a lovely person, I was like, yeah, I think, I, I don't know why, but I think a, an antidepressant is more socially accepted than pot. And now I'm just rethinking all of that. So anyway, if you have anything to chime in with, I would appreciate hearing what you think. Does that mean Snoop Dogg has it all wrong? Anyway, Eric, so 239... Hey, I just have a question about my girlfriend. Oh, what's your question? Would you suck my dick, you fucking slut? That's your prank call? Fuck you, bitch. Well, if you want to retor- I call this guy and tell him nigga, how you nigga, feel about nigga, his prank call. His number is 239. His number is 239-205-4843. Nigga, 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 Four eight four three is that dude's number. I wonder if that works. I'm gonna write that on a bathroom wall. Um, well, I guess I talked too much about Dr. Drew and pot versus uh, antidepressants, and all of a sudden I've landed on a message board where people are gonna be prank calling me. Um, all right, if you want to tweet me a question, tweet me your question uh, at I'm Boy Crazy, or I think I'm going to read a letter. Sent to boycrazyalexi uh, at gmail.com, subject exists. All right, here's one of the letters, the emails I got this week. All right, 
Hi, Lexi. I live in Europe now, so it's hard to call into your show. I listen on podcasts. I have a question for you. You've dated hella drummers and such, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I should have read this before I read it out loud. Okay. I have a crush on a kind of cokehead drummer who is a local celebrity in this country. He was kind of adorably pursuing me for a few weeks, and we finally had a crazy fun night running all over the city. Dancing, doing coke, obviously, and then we had lots of sex. It was awesome. Obviously, he's probably not relationship material, but I want to have some sort of summer fling with him and not get too attached, not get STDs, and not get totally emotionally fucked over in the end. Oh, there's a minor language barrier as well. Any tips on casually dating coked out minor rock stars without disaster? Thanks, dear. You are the best. <laughs> that was amazing. Well... I'll, I'll I'll keep you anonymous. Well, my new my, my new little sis, my my new little protege. What can what advice can I give you about dating drummers? First of all, I don't like cocaine. I don't advocate cocaine. I dated a drummer for five years. I was engaged to him, and one of the reasons we split up is because, well, he was really angry and jealous. Um, but we were crazy in love with each other. But also, he did cocaine and was an alcoholic, and that fucking pissed me off because I was not drinking at the time and I did not do cocaine at all at all um and uh I mean listen if you want to have a casual fling with a guy it doesn't mean he has to be a drummer or whatever the deal is if you want to oh god I'd rather you not do cocaine I really would it just it ages you you could have a heart attack you could die in an instant you could get some kind of weird infection just Oh, God, please. I say don't do coke. Have a vodka tonic. Make sure nobody puts a roofie in it or anything weird in it, even though you're you're obviously down to fuck. Um, just listen. Okay. And if you're at the point in your life where you're not wanting a relationship and you're willing to have sex with someone who definitely doesn't want to be with you in a real way, especially sounds like this guy is way too fucked up and too much of an egomaniac to be with anybody in a real way, um, unless he met some famous girl that he his ego fell in love with, and you know, so he could potentially be more well known or be in some weird power couple duo. It sounds like that's the only kind of girl that this kind of guy would date. But if you want to be with this dude, then let's see. Hmm. Then let him pursue you. Don't go after him because that's desperate and embarrassing. He sounds like a bit of a loser, but I understand the attraction. Um, just let them find you again and look cute and wax your puss. Put on mascara and concealer uh, and some tight tight jeans and a tank top and black bra and, and uh, or no bra and um, and have a blast and act carefree and uninterested and not too caught up and not, um, hmm. I'm giving you horrible advice, I think, because as your big sister, I would say, well, actually, this does sound really fun. But the thing is, all the relationships I've mainly had with drummers, like I date a drummer now, and he's not a coke addict, and he loves me a lot, and he doesn't cheat, and I trust him, and he's a great guy, and he's like he's like a very thoughtful, loving person. And the five-year drummer that I dated, because uh, I do like drummers and directors, um, I think, but they all, they, they wanted to be with me. So that's that's the difference here. And I've I've gone through phases where I've, liked having flings and I I told myself, oh, it's good. I'm I'm having a fling. Oh, God, there's another guy whose name starts with a J. I think I've dated and had sex with or made out with or 
had relationships with like eight drummers whose whose first name starts with a J. Except the drummer I dated for five years uh, and was engaged to, his name started with a C. But whatever, it was a fluke. And there's one other guy who was a drummer whose name started with a P. So there was like, wait, Jeremiah, Josh, Chris, Peter. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyway. Uh, who else? Justin. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot. It's okay. Um. Yeah. It's weird. It's like Russian roulette, though, for a girl. I'll say, like, having casual flings and telling yourself you don't give a fuck if a guy doesn't fall in love with you or care about you, and thinking that you're okay with that. That's a hard line to walk because even if you think that and you want to be single and you're having fun and it's all light and casual and you think you're tough, sometimes because we're not we're not like men, we are, we're evolved, but we're not evolved to the point of being a man. And this is actually something I've heard Dr. Drew say, um, if I do choose to take some of this advice seriously in, in a real way. Women, when we have sex with a guy, we really take the chance of like bonding to him or like, or just like, you know, imprinting or something, as they said in Twilight or something. Because um, when a dude fucks you, all of a sudden your body as as not modern as it sounds, will potentially say, I want to I want to mate for life with this guy. I want to have a baby with him. I love him. I love him. And then you've got you're dealing with like chemicals your body produces when you have sex with someone, dopamine, uh what else is there? Uh, what? Chloroform? No. That's that's what gets gets you in the bed to be human. Okay. Dopamine, uh something or other. So just be careful. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't really want him to like you and you're just putting up a wall? Because that's what I think it is. That's what the big sister in me says. Yeah, and have protected sex. I know nobody has protected sex and everybody's lying about it. And everybody's having, like, unprotected sex and lying and saying they got tested. And, you know, nobody – just use a fucking condom. Girls, buy condoms, okay? Because guys like condoms. They're lazy. They don't buy them. And they don't have them on them. And, you know, even if there are condoms around, if the girl does buy them, the guy will be like, oh, I can't feel anything. I can't feel anything. So make them wear a fucking condom. You buy them. I recommend Lifestyles uh, Ultra Thin. They're great. They feel nice. Um, Yeah, and good luck with the dude. And let me know how it goes, and I hope you don't get an STD. After you're done with your fling, go to your gynecologist. And see if you get anything. I, that's what I like to do when I'm single. And I even do it in the relationship I'm in now. I trust him, but I just like, you know, I go to my gynecologist anyway, so why not when they take my blood, get my fucking uh, sexually transmitted infection or diseases test done. I just like to ask her to, you know, run the test. Um, if you if you do that, if you go to your gynecologist and get, get tested for STDs in between every dude you have a rendezvous with, even though things can show up latent, like, even though things can show up later, it gives you a better gauge of, like, who gave you what if you do have stuff. And people do have herpes. You know what I mean? Like, if you're some, like, a white girl and you're a hipster and you're hanging out and you think all your friends are cool hipsters and blah, 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 and that, like, STDs don't have anything to do with your life, that's fucking wrong. That's a misconception. So be careful, especially if you're hanging out with some fucking, you know, bisexual cokehead drummer. I've just decided he's bisexual also. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. I'm going to get to another email. All right. This is from 
uh, somebody from, from a guy. All right, dear Lexi, I have a problem. I would like to tell you. So there is this girl that I like named uh, Miriam, a.k.a. Cheesecake. I asked her to Sadie's, uh, to Sadie Hawkins' dance, and she said yes. I was extremely excited. The next day when we were going to meet each other, actually she called me and said that she couldn't make it to the dance because she had to go to the Cheesecake Factory with her family. Well, I soon found out that she went to the dance, and ever since then, it's been weird. We stare at each other a lot, but we make no combos, and we don't talk at all. I would like to know why she catted on me. What's that? This guy's English, uh, English is not his first language. Why she flaked on you? I think he means why did she flake on me. My friend thinks that she likes me, but her friend is cost-blocking. I'm a very loving individual. I'm also a published poet. All I write about is love poems. But anyway, yeah, it's like she likes me, but then she's scared. Like yesterday, I went to ask my teacher if I could get a ride home, and she looked at me, turned her head, got up, and moved seats. Then we had to get off. Wait, what? Um, hmm. Then we had to get off. She was walking my way and scurried in the other direction, like a cat about to get in a fight with a dog. She's Get it away, hella quick. Please help. And you sound so beautiful. Listen, man, I don't know if I sound beautiful tonight because I'm exhausted. I'm losing my voice. I hate getting prank phone calls, um, especially when they're not cool and interesting and surprising, when they're just boring and people say the N-word. It's so lame. The N-word, really? Anyway, um, here's the thing. I don't exactly know what the fuck you're talking about in your letter, but I love that you wrote me a letter. I love that you're a boy. I love that you're concerned about a girl. I love that you said that I was pretty and stuff like that. Thank you very much. Um, I think the thing is you're overthinking it. You asked her out. Here's the thing with girls, especially in high school or middle school or whatever. We're confused. We get shy and scared and we want want everybody to like us and we want to be people pleasers. And you asked her to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Wait, isn't that when girls ask the guys? I'm confused. Anyway, you were going to go to the dance with her. She made up some weird lie, wriggled out of the plan she made with you. You still think she likes you. You don't know what's going on in her head. The main thing is to, like, you can't do anything about it. You'll never know what's going on in her brain because people don't like to communicate. I think she's just shy and uncomfortable, and maybe she doesn't like you, and she's trying to wriggle out of an uncomfortable situation, but she feels guilty about it, so she's looking at you and hoping you like her and don't hate her, but she doesn't like you enough, or she does like you and she's scared and shy, you just have to, like, back off and not do anything because because she's it's going to be embarrassing. If you keep pursuing this girl and she keeps dicking you around, it's just you got to back off. Let her come to you if she ever does. But the ball is in her court, and you just need to be cool and act preoccupied and not stare at her, not talk to her, not ask her for anything. And just assume she doesn't like you, but don't take it personally because you really don't know what's going on. But just assume the worst. Just be like, oh, she doesn't like me. Well, well that happens because not everybody can like everybody. So there you go. I hope that helps. Anyway, all right, I'm going to wrap up the show. I'm going to play us out with a song. You guys, I don't know how nearly an hour went by so quickly, probably because I ramble on and on and on about a lot of stuff. Um, huh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'm Boy Crazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday 
Same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. You can also subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Um, you can always tweet me your question at I'm Boy Crazy. You can always email me your question. Obviously, I will read it on the following show, like I did tonight. And uh, that email address is boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject big sis. And you can even leave me a voicemail message. All the prank callers, if you want to prank call me, leave me your best prank call or your best joke or something scandalous and exciting and funny or whatever. Leave it in my Boy Crazy voicemail box, please. Area code 818, oh, sorry, no. Area code 888-666-2045 is the number. Um... And I'm going to play us out with a song. All right. I'm going to play us out with Kindness and the name of the song, which I think is a replacements cover because I went to some festival in Atlanta last week and the replacements were playing. And this song came on and I went, how do I know this song? And it's because I've been listening to the kindness version of it and the lowered version of it. And here's the kindness version of a song called Swinging Party. And you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer end 1716 through 180. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.